Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. Tonight we're going to talk about podcasting and how the elite want to silence it like they're doing on the other social platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pick your poison, it doesn't matter, Pinterest, even Google searches and so forth. And the reason being is because with the podcast platform, due to it being decentralized, it's very difficult for them to shut it down. And so now what they want to use is AI. They want to uh, run a lot of the uh, shows through AI that are conservative-based, flag them and restrict them based on what they deem as not appropriate, or should I say moderate them based on what they deem not in line with the leftist narrative. Anyway, what brought to my attention was David Knight. He had a, a video called Censorship Worse Under Musk. It was on March 3rd, 2023. And if you can, it's worth a listen because it really highlights what they're doing. So I'm going to play a little clip here and then I'm going to dig into a few things that really concern me. So I want you to take a listen to this and then we'll pick it up afterwards. Podcasts are one of the last places where we've been able to escape the censorship, largely because it doesn't have to go through social media. But uh, they're focusing on that in many different ways. Spotify has uh, is the only podcast source that has banned me, and they want to sell that technology to other people. But the Brookings Institute, a leftist, radical think tank, statist establishment, what other adjectives do I need to throw at these people? Uh, they are uh, zooming in, putting the uh, bullseye on podcasts. Uh, they published an op-ed piece uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, that was just now noticed by reclaimthenet.org. They said it accuses podcasters, especially those labeled as political, in other words, me, uh, people like me, of spreading disinformation unchecked, unchecked. They can't stand for anything to get outside of their narrative. And therein lies the issue, right, is that they want to make sure that people like you and I are not allowed to speak our opinions anymore. And so they're using organizations like the Brookings Institute to implement these new policies, or should I say, shape policy. So who exactly is the Brookings Institute? The Brookings Institute, they claim that they're a non-biased independent research group. And what's really scary is that they're one of the leading think tanks for the liberal agenda. They actually shape policy for the Democrats, and of course, rhinos alike. And what's more infuriating to me is who their investors are. So this non-biased body of individuals who give out opt-ed pieces like the one they did are backed by who? American Express Foundation? That's financial, banking. AT&T and Verizon Foundation? That's telecommunications. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Well, we know what they're about. WEF, WHO, synthetic foods, technologies, lockdowns, etc. Pick your poison. You also have backing them the Open Society Institute. That is George Soros. And then, of course, the Rockefeller Foundation, which was behind lockstep and other nefarious uh, plans that they've written about 10 years ago that are happening today. And the thing that the Brookings Institute says they want to do is to make sure that all audio will have to be scanned using AI so they can flag it for removal or for restriction. And the sad part about this is that they won't target the left or the liberal or the Democrat. They're going to only target conservatives because things like the chat GPT 
models are defined by who? The woke companies. That's the issue here. So AI is only as smart, or should I say as dangerous as those who control the algorithms and the models which build it. So then if your podcast is going to touch, say, an LGBTQ uh, topic or anything against the government narrative, it's gone. Absolutely just wiped out. Just like they did what they do on Twitter and Facebook, right? If you post something that they don't like, you're flagged. And they'll take you months to basically get your post back or your account back. It's ridiculous. For me, for example, with Twitter, I posted something a while ago. And they said, hey, you know, this is against our policy. It's considered hate speech. Well, I fought it. About a month later, they finally came back and said, oh, we're sorry. This was actually fine. We didn't break any policy at all. But the point is that I was out of business of sharing information for over a month for a mistake on their end, not mine. Where's the accountability? There is none. And this is exactly what's going to happen on the podcast platforms as well. And the biggest issue behind all this is because the podcast platforms are decentralized. What that means is it's hard for them to control. And because it's hard for them to control, it's a problem, right? They can control uh, big tech because big tech and the government have colluded together, which is actually fascism. So right now, the United States is actually a fascist country, right? So we're under fascism rule. If you don't believe me, go get a dictionary. Screw Google. Get a dictionary and look at what the word actually means. It's when private industry, corporations, and government come together, fascism. What does that mean for us? It means that going forward, the only thing that's going to be allowed is the media woke agenda. So whatever they can control will be allowed. Whatever they can't will be banned or restricted. And the article that he was talking about, David, was called The Audible Reckoning, How Top Political Podcasters Spread Unstantiated and False Claims. That was on February 9th, 2023. And so my question is, what false claims? Because what they're not telling you is that most of these fact checkers are fact checking based on opinion. There is a court case where... um, Supreme Court Justice Clarice Thomas commented. And what it was about was that under oath, Facebook actually claimed that they censored individuals based on opinions, not on actual facts. So are these the facts of which the Brookings Institute is referring to? And so the problem we have is that these corporations now control our First Amendment rights. They control what we can and cannot say. Where in our Constitution does it say that corporate media, corporate giants can control free speech? Because I thought that it was all about right the right to free speech, the right to a free press. Well, as of right now, because the government and the Facebook companies, the Google companies, everybody else is colluding together, it's restricting us. We can't speak anymore. If we do, we're silenced and censored. And according to Clarence Thomas, he says this, quote, Although a private entity is not ordinarily constrained by the First Amendment, it is if the government coerces or induces it to take action the government itself would not be permitted to do so, such as censor expression of lawful viewpoint. And that's exactly what they're doing. They are censoring a lawful viewpoint that goes against the narrative. For example, COVID, right? We all know that these vaccines are causing microcarditis and thrombosis, which means that people are dying from the shots. Now it's coming out, but now it's too late. Now they're saying they want an apology. No, there's no apology. What these people need to do is hang. They've committed crimes against humanity. And because of what they've done, they should either be put in a six-by-six six cell or a found guilty, shot on a firing squad. That's it. There's no apology. We're, we're beyond that. They've committed murder, genocide on a global scale. And to take this one step further, there's another article by the um, Children's Health Defense. It was called Court Hears CHD's Argument Against Facebook, Zuckerberg and Fact Checkers. That was on March 6, 2021. 
And in this proceeding, Facebook admitted that they work with federal agencies and political figures to suppress information that goes against the narrative. The narrative put out by the CDC, the WHO, the DNC, rhinos, and the big pharma, right? So all these people and corporations have colluded with the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Googles to suppress our free speech, which is completely tyrannical. Quote, mainstream media and social media giants are imposing totalitarian censorship to prevent public health advocates like myself, that is Robert Kennedy speaking, by the way, from voicing concerns and from engaging in civil informed debate in the public square. I'm going to stop for a second. That's the whole point of free speech. If there's something that's being said that's incorrect or quote unquote disinformation, have a debate about it. But then every time Robert Kennedy or others try to call out Bill Gates, right, who's trying to set policy, he refuses. There was even a thing that happened when Trump was in office where Kennedy went to Trump, and I can't remember the actual details, but he went to Trump about creating a vaccine awareness or a vaccine program to kind of check these things. And then Bill Gates went to Trump and said, no, 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 that's a bad idea. We can't do that. Well, of course not, because Gates will make billions off of this. There was a video by the CEO of Moderna, and (laughs) he said like in 2019, they didn't make that much money. But then in 2020, which was before the pandemic, there was position to make a billion dollars. And I'm going to go with uh, Stefan Manso. Uh, let's talk about vaccine development, because we've heard how it happened, obviously, with COVID-19 starting from 2022 and how extraordinary the process was also in terms of the speed. How is development, adoption and scaling of vaccine going on when it comes for different variants and subvariants? Because this is one of the big concerns as, we, as we're all here now and we're discussing, we, we understand the context and this is a great deal. Sure. Well, good morning and thank you for having me on the panel. Um, so the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. And I remember walking after Davos into the office of my head of manufacturing, and I say, how we make a billion doses next year? And they look at me a bit funny, say, what? Uh, I say, yeah, we need to make a billion doses next year. There's going to be a pandemic. Now, how would you know that? Because your shareholders are not going to give you investment unless they know for sure that there's a return on it. And the fact is, he said he'll make a billion dollars, the news was coming down the pipe, right? And that's why people like Bill Gates did not want Trump or anybody else to say anything contrary to these dangerous mRNA genetic therapies. Very dangerous. Let me continue on. Continue on the quote. He also says that they are punishing, shaming, vilifying, gaslighting, and abolishing individuals who report on their own vaccine injuries. Anyone can see that this is a formula for catastrophe and a coup d'etat against the First Amendment, the foundation of American democracy, end quote. Again, that was Robert Kennedy. And what the Brookings Institute is also not telling you is that (laughs) the Facebook fact checkers are backed by who? Facebook, right? For example, the Pointer Group is funded by Open Society, which is George Soros. He also owns PlitiFact, which is a fact checker, which is backed by who? The EW Scripps Company and also by Facebook. So in reality, Facebook is funding their own fact checks, which means they control and decide what you can and cannot say. And like Clarice Thomas said, you can't do that because they're working on behalf of the government to censor your free speech. Just like Zuckerberg said, too, that his fact checkers are based on opinion, not on facts. Just just think about that. And then I saw another article dated September 16, 2021, by the Pointner Group. And it said uh, in the title, 
the IFCN and Facebook will award 800000 to fact-checkers fighting climate misinformation. So now they're going after climate change, which we all know is a bunch of malarkey, right? It continues on and says this in the headline. Eligible applicants can receive up to 100000 for innovative solutions to refute false claims about the environment, end quote. So as you can see that they're doing everything in their power to suppress free speech at all costs. Now, <laughs> who else is part of this? Well, Facebook has an organization called the Facebook Journalism Project. That's so contradictory. Facebook journalism? Facebook doesn't have journalism. They have propaganda. They're a propaganda wing for the federal government. End of story. Now, going back to the original article about audible reckoning, how top political podcasters spread unstantiated and false claims, which was dated February 9th, 2003. I'm going to go into a little bit of details here. And what they say in the article is that Americans should not have the ability to speak freely. That anything that goes against government policy needs to be restricted now on social media, period. And the reason for this is because they realize that 41% of the people in the United States are now listening to podcasts, right? So now it's becoming a problem. And they... And because there's so many people listen to this platform, to these platforms, they say it's time for moderation, which is actually censorship. So soon it'll be like in China where the podcast won't be allowed or you'll be forced to register with the government if you want to speak out against the government or pay a licensing fee through, say, the FCC or something like that. Quote, today, nearly 41% of Americans listen to podcasts monthly. Okay, cool. And almost one in four Americans look to podcasts for their news. Well, of course we do, because the mainstream media is just all lies, which we have seen over and over again. And we also have shown where they purposely misrepresent the facts. Globally, the medium is projected to reach an audience of 504.9 million by 2024. Remember, America is 300 million, so they're afraid that the entire U.S. will be able to hear alternative news sources that they don't agree with. We spit facts. We don't spew government propaganda, period. And we try to be as unbiased as possible, whereas the mainstream media is as biased as possible. So they want to remove our First Amendment rights by using AI, right, chat GPT and everything else, machine learning, and natural language processing. NLP is extremely important because it allows you to pick out patterns and listen to languages through AI and machine learning, right? You can pick out certain words and act on them. A few years ago, I worked for a telco, and I had a preliminary patent, and we're trying to figure out how to tell if a call was a drop call or if it was due to faulty equipment or maybe a tower not placed properly. So as a car would go through a tunnel, for example, was it an actual drop call or was it due to poor tower placement or a signal not set correctly with the spectrum? Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but the point is NLP is extremely important to restrict, as you can see, right, free speech because it can pick up these different patterns very easily. And the more you feed it, the smarter it becomes, the models that is. So with these technologies in place, it's really gonna make it to where you won't be able to say anything. And the worst part about this is that they're now claiming that conservative podcasters, you know, <laughs> because they expose election fraud, which they say didn't occur, and because they expose the COVID pandemic lies, which they say, again, there were no lies, even though people are dropping dead from the injections, and because they're claiming that, you know, only conspiracy theories are saying that, you know, there's potential danger in Palestine, Ohio because of dioxins, which actually is. Because we can expose these things, they want to shut down. Yet people's health are at risk in these areas, and yet the MSN, mainstream media, says nothing, right? 
And unless we stop supporting these organizations that back the MSN or anything else, we're only funding our own demise. That's it, right? That's just the way it goes. And so now what they're saying is another problem with podcasting is because unlike a radio show, which is set at a certain time at a certain length and is controlled by the station or by the sponsors, right? And the fact that you can't download these radio shows, podcasts you can. Because you can do that, that's a problem. Quote, a radio show, by contrast, happens at a specific time and on a specific station and may not repeat. This distinction is because podcast series are hosted across a wide range of websites like Anchor, Libsyn, and Buzzsprout. And they can be easily downloaded and saved on a slew of applications, including Spotify, Audible, or Apple Podcasts to listen to at a later date. So what they're saying is because you can listen to this later, that's not okay. They don't want that. It's kind of like what happened back with 9-11, right? I remember when a reporter came on TV when that thing happened and he was talking about how certain things didn't happen that the media later said did happen. And that clip only aired one time. And to this day, I can't find it. It's been scrubbed. And they continue to say because podcasting offers a more decentralized way and diverse way to distribute this than radio, that's a problem. And it makes it far more difficult for implement a uniform content moderation guidelines for podcasting. So because it's decentralized, it makes it difficult for them to control what you say because it's hard for them to moderate it, which is another word for censorship. And so the biggest problem I have with this article from the Brookings Institute is they're absolute liars. They're just, they're full of crap, right? They're trying to say that the reason they need this is because conservative podcasters lied about, you know, COVID-19, that the claims were instantiated, right? There was no proof behind what they said. They just spouted out a bunch of BS. Quote, these claims primarily focused on unproven alternative treatment and preventions with more than three times as many episodes promoting these claims as the next most common category tied to vaccine efficacy and side effects, end quote. Well, what? Really? Because everything that we said and quoted from the Lancet reports, the NIH, the CDC, the FDA, and everybody else is what wrong? Because now it's showing that everything that we shared from their documents are actually correct. So again, who's funding Brookings Institute? Oh yeah, George Soros is. Bill Gates is, who pushes vaccines, right? They also claim that the frontline doctors are liars as well, and that HCQ, hydrochloroquine, doesn't work is what they're saying. But yet we know that it did work. Even members of Congress took it, ivermectin and or HCQ, to make sure they didn't become quote-unquote infected with coronavirus, right? So where is the instantiated claims? Because these are facts. Quote, spikes in instantiated and false coronavirus-related claims can be clearly tied to specific events throughout the pandemic. Again, this is about the frontline doctors. For example, the single most consequential event for content tied to alternative treatment and prevention was a press conference held by the controversial group called American Frontline Doctors that tattled the benefits of HCQ hydrochloroquine in front of the Supreme Court in July 2020. So these are experts in the medical field that this op piece is saying are liars. That's what they're saying. So now who's spreading this information? Who's spreading false news? Well, I'd have to say they are, right? And what's really frustrating is that they claim now that the only way to solve this is for big tech to be more transparent in their role for content moderation. Another point they want is moderation practices and an appeal process. Well, great. So now regulators, they say, should require podcasting apps 
to provide high-level public disclosures about content moderation practices. Policymakers, big tech, should also make apps publish clear guidelines on how to dispute content moderation decisions, such as an episode or series bans, and provide appellates with a transparent appeals process, which is BS because Facebook's appeal process, there's nobody to even talk to. And even with Twitter, for example, which you all know if you've been blocked on there, the only way to turn around an appeal is to pretty much delete your content. I mentioned earlier about the AI, and again, their point is recommendation algorithms. So what you can and cannot see will be defined by big tech. And then also podcast funding. So who funds you? It's really none of their damn business because we're not government. But regards to say it's the listeners who want alternative sources. And due to that, they would probably, I'm just thinking here out loud, is go after the people who support you which means it would restrict your funding because people would be, would be too scared to fund a podcast that spoke on political issues when maybe they could say, use the IRS to go after you for taxes or something like that. And then the last point they made was they want to have a tour. You can't have paywalls because any audio content behind a paywall is hard for them and it restricts them to silence what you're saying because they can't hear it. Quote, Substack, a digital newsletter platform, has recently entered the podcasting sector as a rival to Patreon, a platform that allows creators to provide subscribers with additional paywalled content. In both cases, putting exclusive content behind a paywall would make monitoring the medium more difficult. See what I'm saying? They don't want you to have any free speech at all. Everything must be moderated. It's like 1984 on steroids here, right? Let me continue on. But it may also restrict the unfettered reach and potentially accidental discovery of lawful but awful, get that? Awful but lawful. So even though what the person is saying is totally legit, right? But because they don't like it, it's awful speech. You can't say that. It's lawful, yeah, but it's awful. Let's continue. Of lawful but awful content to only those who are willing to pay for it directly. So people that want to subscribe to you shouldn't be allowed to because the policymakers claim that your content via the AI models is lawful, but awful. I mean, come on, people. When's enough enough of this crap? I mean, it, it <laughs> the time is now to really take a stance. I know I've been saying this forever because, um, because if we don't stand right this minute, it's pretty much game over. The window has closed. So w- when I used to say, the window's almost closed. Not we're beyond that. The window has completely closed. We're at the Boston Tea Party time where people have had enough. But unfortunately, in today's America, people haven't had enough because they still allow this to go on and they just really get careless because it doesn't affect them yet, right? And so if you believe in your freedom, man, it's time for all of us to stand up and unite as one because it's no longer about, you know, left versus right, you know, this group versus that group, black versus white. It, it's really the people against tyrannical government. That's where we're at. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a like or even, you know, give me a star, you know, rate rate it, you know, one to five, whatever it is on the platform you listen on. Or even just shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It'd be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you again for listening and I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. If you enjoy the episode, please consider a membership at $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books as well as member-only content. 
The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.